I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. I'm Paul Goodman. And on this very special day, my ingrown toenail just fell off. Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, we shall be sending the very bloodiest of Valentines to Valentine's Day, thereby concluding the epic Gary Marshall trilogy. Thank fuck for that. May he rest in peace. Valentine's Day was released in 2010, and it's the same as the other two movies. Uh, Catherine Fugat <laughs> returns to write from the future, where she wrote New Year's Eve. Uh, but not Mother's Day. Oh. I guess she left some uh, pretty extensive sh- notes for the three people who wrote that fucking movie. No, just said any old, just any old shit. <laughs> Watch Valentine's Day. Eat <laughs> shit, losers. Fuck off and die. <laughs> I don't need any of you. Smell my butt. Motorbike noise. I'm out. <laughs> Attributed to Catherine Fugat. It's also the third installment in a trilogy, so of course we have quite a few three men. Nine, in fact. Wow. All of whom. All nine of whom are three men because of the Marshall Day trilogy. Fuck off. Uh, so, Paul, let's play a game. For <laughs> each of the nine, I'm going to tell you one of their roles, and you tell me which installment of the trilogy they played that role in. That's right. It's Valentine's New Year's or Mother's. <laughs> I love this game. Play it all the time here in Australia. Only only here they call it Foster's... <laughs> koala? <laughs> Foster's Koala, uh, brackets Chlamydia, and third... <laughs> Land grabs. I'm going to say that it's this one is definitely Koala Brackets Chlamydia. <laughs> oh, wrong. It was Foster's. <laughs> definitely Chlamydia, though. <laughs> yes to the Chlamydia. Everything Chlamydia. Everything should have been parenthesized Chlamydia. <laughs> Come to Australia. <laughs> um, a very good time here. Okay. Wadel David. With a name I can't Wadel Dumb and Wadel D. Who <laughs> <laughs> both played... Ronnie's mom, Raker. Who the fuck is Ronnie? I don't know, man. Um, okay. Ronnie's mom, Raker. Wadel. Valentine's New Year's or Mother's? I'm going to go for, for Valentine's Day, Paul. You're correct. Oh, fuck. Let me just keep a tally yes. of your score here. That's one. Right there. <laughs> wow. Sunshine. Keep up with that. Okay, Sam Marshall playing Soccer Son. Sam Marshall playing Soccer Son. That's right. Now, there was, so- there was soccer in Valentine's Day. There was. Was there soccer? In a sun way. Do you not remember the dad was... coaching the kids in Mother's Day, though? Uh? Yeah, see, this is, a, this is a tough one. He was coaching girls, wasn't he? Oh, twist. Fuck. It's Valentine's Day, Paul. Yeah, it is. Piss. Hot <laughs> shit. Hot shit. Lily Marshall Fricker playing Party Kid. Oh, that's got to be Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Oh, my God. Ah! Look at you. Slow my balls down, everyone. <laughs> Somebody, slow them down. <laughs> Larry Miller playing oversized baggage agent. Oh, that's that's uh, that's Valentine's Day. That's Valentine's Day all over. Hector Elizondo. Kominsky. Yes. Oh, now that was in the New Year's Eve. That's right. He's the only guy who's going to get Hillary Swank to her dying dad. Well, with that face. Could have been in Community and Breaking Bad. <laughs> just, just missed out. Oh, man. Uh, Greg Wilson. 
Wade the aid. Shit. Yeah, man. You're uh, you're not pitching softballs anymore. Nope. It's always like this in the last round of Valentine's, New Year's, or Mother's. <laughs> really, the 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 final round of Foster's koala parenthesis <laughs> chlamydia or land grab is um everyone going to the chlamydia ne- treatment clinic. <laughs> yeah, it never gets that far. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Wade the um, aid, my man. Wade the aid. Wade the aid Johnson. It's not a name. <laughs> You've got me. Um, you're correct on that front. Shit, but I'm gonna shit up my perfect record, Paul. Fuck. I'm just gonna have to say Mother's Day. Nope. New Year's. Shit. It's all right. <laughs> you could still make that even worse by almost get, by getting every single other one correct. Can I? Am I still allowed to be on the podcast? Just about. Are you gonna replace me with just any old fucking idiot? <laughs> Wade the aid. And then one day he picks you in a game and you're back in. <laughs> That's. We just got to go back to that film that. Gary Marshall made about me <laughs> before my downfall. Ah, <laughs> oh, nearly there. Kristen Lakin, the hostess. Valentine's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yeah. <sighs> Two left. Beth Kennedy as Piper's mom. Oh, fuck me! I thought this was over. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> this is a new format. I think we should do this every week. Specifically, this with Gary Marshall people. <laughs> Piper's mom. It's got to be Mother's Day. New Year's. Isn't she the chick? It's not though. Like- it's not. It's not. <laughs> and finally, Barbara Marshall as head nurse. It's a shit game. This is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day? Well, you are technically correct because Barbara Marshall played head nurse in all three of them. Did she now? Fuck she me. Fucking did because every single one of them has stuff in a hospital because it's the place that Gary Marshall can relate to the most. Do the podcast now. Uh, we do also have three foremen, okay. which is a weird concept. Um, only one of which is a three-dayer, and that's Sandra Taylor, who was also in Batman and Robin. Thank you very much, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, the other foremen are Taylor Lautner and Jennifer Garner. Garner. Uh, Garner. Garner. So, well done, then. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. Yeah, well done. God damn it. <laughs> oh, you scored four points, by the way. What does that get me? Or, or stop from happening. <laughs> well, I guess you this fun pencil eraser shaped like uh, my face. Hi, listeners. Paul Goodman here, the one with some experience in counting. As you might have realised, I actually scored six on this round of Valentine's New Year's or Mother's, and not four. It is accepted that Paul hates me and may be looking for a replacement, but as long as I can stay one step ahead with these canny dubathons, I should be okay. How many did you score? Tweet in, but not a Paul Salt because he is a cheat and he reeks of lies. Back to the show. Critics reacted to this film like a card from the one boy in class who's always picking your nose. Manola Dargis is back. Uh, <laughs> writing for the... <laughs> she is. And writing for the New York Times, she says, This might not be the Titanic of romantic comedies. It's tugboat size. But it's a disaster. Cynically made, barely directed, and terribly written. But quick, there's still time to escape. She didn't know. <laughs> she has two whole movies left to go. It's kind of upsetting to see these guys at the beginning of this particular calvary that we've uh, availed ourselves of. Does she? Re- is she referring to um, Titanic the film or Titanic the disaster? It's got to be the because, disaster, right? Because if this because, was the Titanic of romantic comedies, I'd be well up. Yeah, it'd be fucking... Well, it'd be very good, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be a summer event. Uh, Sadie Doyle, on the other hand, appears to have had a complete emotional meltdown during the film. Yeah. Uh, fortunately for us, her misery somehow managed to manifest itself as an article for The Guardian, which uh, partly reads, 
There is no beginning and no end. This is a cycle of pain from which there is no escape. This is Valentine's Day, a movie which I have seen, and which I can now quite confidently state is in fact the worst movie ever made. To be more precise, Valentine's Day is 56 of the worst movies ever made. There are about a thousand characters in the film, nearly all of whom are played by very recognisable celebrities, except for the one who is played by Topher Grace. Right. <laughs> somebody was somebody was bitter about season eight of that seventies show. Jesus. So, somebody didn't like Spider Man three. Somebody all everybody all the bodies <laughs> like. What oh, no, goes on? Um, oh, brilliant. It is po- it is possible that Valentine's Day is a very high caliber art film or an experiment along the lines that Andy Warhol conducted in the nineteen seventies by simply filming the Empire State Building for hours in order to test the limits of viewer boredom and to bring the viewer to a place beyond boredom, a place of transcendence. But it does not bring transcendence. It brings existential nausea and deep despair. I began to recognize the real message of Valentine's Day, and perhaps of Valentine's Day itself. All of us, whether we be gay, straight, single, attached, white people of color, or tailors, either Lautner or Swift, can be made to look worse than we ever imagined possible. For it is Valentine's Day, and no one gets out unscathed. There is a lot more to that article. (laughs) It was an unlikely choice for the opening monologue for the movie, I admit. (laughs) I still admire the movie's ballsiness. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds like she's been put in one of those Saw games that was made by Amanda where there was no escape. (laughs) (laughs) Old cheeky Amanda's traps. Yeah, yeah. she thought she she had it, but no, here's Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner (laughs) being happy. With no arc. With no discernible arc. (laughs) Wait, maybe they were overcoming... No! (laughs) God, it's not that bad, Sophia, or whatever your name is. (laughs) Whatever your name at the beginning of that that paragraph was. It's too long for me to scroll to the top of now. You're you're lucky that I could remember the funny quips that I was planning on saying at the end of it, let alone your name. So if it's Sophie, (laughs) then excellent. If not, then we've got to move on because... You're you're dead to me now. I don't think she cares either. I think she's abandoned her name. She's had catharsis. (laughs) The public uh, thought it was alright, actually. Has uh, 5.7 on IMDb. Made five times its production budget back. Wanted two sequels. One of them had uh, Robert De Niro in it. So, yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. You've got to get get the De Niro. (laughs) I mean, if you've got De Niro, that clearly is some sort of mark of quality. Hey, meet the fuckers. Yes, that's 10 Rotten Tomato points right there, sir. <laughs> you get that automatically. Uh, Chick Ann at Amazon said, Rainy day film to make you feel good, not one to have you rolling around in laughter. So reasonable expectations coming from Chick Ann over at uh, yeah. Amazon there. Uh, me at Amazon says, A sunny <laughs> afternoon movie. So you step the fuck off, <laughs> Chick Ann. Huh? I didn't expect this kind of controversy on Amazon. <laughs> wow. It's a bit rainy. Should I watch Mother- Valentine's Day? <laughs> Chick-Ann's like, yes! And me, me, me uh, once he's once he's done just hacking Chick-Ann to pieces with a hacksaw, comes back into frame. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> yeah. uh, Roseanne Watson at Amazon just says, thank you. Aww. That was the entire review. Aww. Similarly, Thrifty Nicky's entire review was mm-hmm. shit. Well... To the point. I mean, it's a good thing Thr- Thrifty Nicky isn't doing a podcast. Well, Thrifty <laughs> Nicky is a pretty good name for a podcast. It depends how long this intro has been going on for, I think. <laughs> Some of our, in- our listeners may well think, yeah, isn't it a shame? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it a shame someone who can get to the point so quickly? <laughs> I mean, really, Paul, when all is said and done, will we have done any better than just 
shit. Do you know what? I'm feeling good about us this week. Bring it on. Can the pools do better than shit? <laughs> Can the pools finally defeat Thrifty Nicky, their greatest nemesis? Or will they fall like Sadie Doyle did? That was her name. Um, oh, only... Sophie Forever. Hashtag Sophie <laughs> Sadie Forever. Doyle. Tweet, Sophie, tweet as she likes to be known. Tweet as Sophie Doyle. <laughs> and Taylor Lautner. Oh, God. All right, Paul. You meaningless corporate marketing strategy. Hello, my lover. Hello. What's one thing about Valentine's Day that made you want to acknowledge it in front of other people? Ah, oh, do you know what? It's got to be seeing Kristen Schaal in it. That really made me... Oh, yeah! Really made me happy. Oh, she's such a ball of energy. I'm so glad that she's on her way to becoming a three-man. Yay. Off the marks. <laughs> Kristen Schaal's off the marks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's never going to get across the finish line because every movie she's in is great. Good. So, Paul, what? Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> what happens in Valentine's Day? Intro monologue. Yay! Yes. Liam Neeson? Cause, cause, um, definitely Liam Neeson um, playing some fucker called Romeo Midnight. Now, I, didn't, I don't know because we didn't <laughs> see him at all ever in the film. So is yeah. he an actual entity? <laughs> no, he was actually... They, just, they edited the film together and he just materialised in the edit at appropriate Shit. times. It was, yeah, it was fucking weird. He was, it was like aleatoric... Sound like came to be by pure chance. It's a <laughs> special moment. Well, he comes in like a like a radio DJ uh, to say Valentine's Day is very special and it gives us all the chance to, you know, in in Mother's Day and New Year's Eve, some fucker comes on and <laughs> tries to assure us that this isn't completely arbitrary. Yeah, just sidles in and tries to get us to believe that this arbitrary, meaningless nonsense holiday means anything to anyone. <laughs> Happy Valentine's and... Day, everyone. Yeah. You're our Valentine's. And then... <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> Piece of shit. And... <laughs> Ash- I love it. We start with Ashton Kutcher lying in bed next to Jessica Alba. Lucky man. Yes. He um, wakes her up and proposes to her. He does, and she accepts. Yeah. Not only uh, that, but she looks fantastic, Paul. May I just oh, say man. how good she looks, even waking up. Jessica Alba looks amazing. Well, she makes herself up in her sleep. That's a famous thing about Jessica oh. Alba. It's difficult because, you know, in the middle of the night, you wake up and the blow dryer's going. It's just, uh, it's yeah. a whole thing. It's um, really sad. It stem, stems from childhood. But she, she says yes. And yes. Um, then we, we get a flash of her ass because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Let's try and keep this way breezier than usual. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. going to do intros all the way through. Yeah. Then we're yep. going to do the thing that happens that is a problem. And then we're going to do conclusions. That's fine, because there's only three scenes for every single character. I anyway. really think so. So, florist Reed Bennett, played by Ashton Kutcher, proposes yeah. to girlfriend. She says yes. Done. There's a flight to LA with Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yes. Robert. And, Brad- and Bradley Koopman. Bradley Cooper. Yes. Um, they're coming back from a war, I guess? Bradley She's coming Cooper's back from a war. war. He's just a guy in a suit. He went out for shopping. That they Didn't have buy anything. in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where you get all the best deals. Um, they exchange two <laughs> words. Next scene. Next scene. You've got uh, Julia, played by Jennifer Garner. Yes. She's an and elementary school teacher, and she wakes up in bed. And she looks amazing. Oh, man. Let me tell you about Jennifer Garner. Looks she good. good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And we see her ass also. Yeah. Just to be safe. Yep. Just a little bit. Only it turns out her guy, this doctor, is married. He's got a couple of kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We find that out straight away. Straight away we find that out. 
and everyone's yep. like, yeah. more say our liver, our liver. Jamie Fox, why not? Is a uh, yeah. news reporter. Yeah, he's a sports anchor man. Yes, sports anchor man who hates Valentine's Day and the film yeah. and you personally, oh, based on it. his performance. Yeah, nightmare. Kathy Bates has told him you've got to do the Valentine's Day news. He's like, I'm a sportsman. Go and give a bloody fuck. <laughs> get your get your love hat on. <laughs> you need Jesus. Get out. So so he's got to go and report all that shit. Yeah, he has a brief run in Damn. with Ashton Kutcher at the Asian market, which doesn't come to anything at all, actually. Yeah, just to just to appear clever, as though some thought has been put into the plot. <laughs> uh, one of Julia's students is a kid named Edison. He, he looks got, amazing. He looks fucking great, guys. And more importantly, he's trying to organise a flower delivery for a girl at school, and he pays Ashton Kutcher to do that. His uh, grandparents, I think, are like yeah. an old married couple. Yeah, they're fine together. Everything's good with them. Everything's good with them. Um, his babysitter, Grace, is planning very yeah. specifically to lose her virginity. She'll tell anyone who asks. Mm, is everything okay with Alex? Not really. Alex and I were supposed to have sex today. <clears throat> For the first time. I wanted it to be magical, and I'm realizing that it's hard to plan something to be magical, you know? Yes, that... that... It is. Love can't be planned. It's not love. She's talking about Edgar. You know, like in the American Pies. You yeah. know the American Pies. American Pie? Don't you mean American Hot Dog? Oh, actually, I mean American History X. Oh, okay, yes. It's like in that. So he walks him out to the curb, thoroughly expecting to give him a good stomping. And uh, uh, and a sports yep. guy, Sean Jackson, Eric Dane. That's oh, his yep. full name. That's the one. Uh, he wants to quit. Yep. He, 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 wants, he wants to quit. And he was multiple man in X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> so be aware of that, everyone. He wants to quit to focus on his multiple man career. <laughs> his publicist is Kara, Jessica Beale. She's trying to plan yeah. an I Hate Valentine's Day party, but nobody seems to care. Oh, and Anne Hathaway is also introduced in bed. With, with, with Topher Grace. With Topher Grace. Who? With all-round nice guy Topher Grace. <laughs> With genuinely good person. An actual celebrity, actually. Topher yeah. Grace. He's, he's never said a mean word about anyone, either. <laughs> he takes care of kittens in his spare time. I mean, he hugged me that time that I was crying. Yeah. That one time. <laughs> I pulled on your hair and ran away. And you started crying. <laughs> and yeah, he was, he was there. Do you know what, as well? I scratched his eyes out. I literally I ate them. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, Topher. I'm sick of your <laughs> shit, Grace. And he was like, you know what, man? That's fine. That's, That's what so you fine. Do. Just you be you. And I cried and I sicked up the eyes and put them back in his sockets and everything was fine. <laughs> All because of how nice a guy he was. Yeah. But he, yeah, and he's he he's in, yeah, better than Hathaway. And she looks amazing. She looks so good. And she oh does a little God. hopper like over the bed. So um, so the shirt that she's wearing over her knickers rides up. Yeah. So, so, yeah, a little so... glimpse. A little one. That was the tantalizing one. That's the subtlety of the film right there. Yeah. Gary That's Marshall. what we come to see with Gary Marshall, yeah. Absolutely. She is. She works for Queen Latifah, who is in some way related to the footballer. It's all related yeah. in some tangential way. But she moonlights as a phone sex operator. But she just yeah. can't find somewhere to do it. A room? No way. Think, think <laughs> What's about one it? of those? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's everything. So, okay. once for again. Ashton okay. Kutcher turns out Jessica Alba actually doesn't want to marry him. She just said it for lols. Yeah. 
she said she said yes, but then she freaked out because of a job and that. And um, it turned out that Ashton Kutcher had been pl- like way, way planning this, and she hadn't been planning it at all. Not even a little. No. O- awkward. Oh, I don't want to. Wouldn't want to be from anyone from that seventies show right now. <laughs> want to be in Valentine's Day, Paul? <laughs> Just <laughs> wouldn't want that. Sweet Christ, wouldn't want that. On the plane, they just chat a bit. It turns out Julia Roberts is going home to see a very special guy, but doesn't specify his age or height or anything. Yep, he's going to be a giant. <laughs> Andre the Giant. Keep your eyes out for the one giant in the film, everyone. And <laughs> and they, they talk for three minutes. The hostess fancies, the air hostess fancies Bradley Cooper. Yep. And but nothing comes of it somehow for some reason. Huh, I'm just strange. waiting to see how their characters pan out because it's it's they're going to end up together because they're two names in the movie. They're going to figure yeah. out that the people they're going to go visit, the giant and the non-existence, are pieces of shit, and that they really yeah. deserve each other. We all know where this is going. They're the, the the people they're going to go and see are the same gran and granddad. Oh, so they're they're, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> they're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Best sister, Bradley Cooper. Um, (laughs) Julia, the elementary school teacher, plans to fly out to see what's-his-name. But Ashton Kutcher, fresh off of his breakup with Jessica Alba, shows up and says, no, don't do that, he's married. I found out because... Oh, yeah, because he goes to the flower shop. Yeah, he goes to the one flower shop the city has to buy flowers for her. And his wife. And a fucking mess. And then he goes straight to Jennifer Garner (laughs) to not say it. Yeah, specifically to not say it. But he, uh... Letting her go to the airport. Yeah, he does get her on the phone at the airport, though, when he tells her, hey... Well, he sees her face-to-face at the airport. Oh, so he does. Yes, he runs after. I don't know why I thought yeah. he was on the phone. <laughs> Just that chemistry between them was so sizzling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? All the characters on the phone to each other. Isn't this a movie about phones? <laughs> Valentine's Day colon conference call. <laughs> and it was just all of them in different locations around the globe. <laughs> with, like, the lag and, like, the poor connection. <laughs> That's my experience of I'm Valentine's Day. I'm sure it was Day. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Meanwhile, um, Alex gets all naked so he can have sex with uh, his teenage girlfriend. Um, only a bloody yep. mum comes in. He was naked. He was naked <laughs> playing the guitar, practicing for when the girl gets around, like an American pie. <laughs> well, isn't that what you do before sex? You get naked, you get the guitar, and you sing a really bad song about how you're going to sex them. Look, I do something with a guitar. <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. I go out and I beat up a policeman with it. <laughs> Naked, screaming and crying, and then you come back in for the love making. Look, you know, you know what Australians are like, right? <laughs> I do. I did see Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> you've heard, you've heard about Ned Kelly. <laughs> Same thing. Same, Same thing. thing. Oh God, Christian Bale was born <laughs> to play that role. Was it Christian Bale? No, it was Eric Banner, or maybe even not him. I don't know. Heath Ledger. Yes, that famous <laughs> Eric Banner. <laughs> Pretend Eric Banner. Pretend Eric Banner. Heath Ledger. Um, the grandparents, turns out Shirley MacLaine actually cheated on Hector Elizondo. We didn't say their names earlier, but figure it out from context. Yeah. He cheated on him ages ago. Yeah. He doesn't stand for it. No, he doesn't stand for it. He walks for it. Yeah. Gets out of there. <laughs> no, he does. He goes right off to a park. <laughs> what... Sean Jackson announces he is going to retire. You know what? At this stage, no. He announces that he is, in fact, gay in a yes. press conference. Uh, yeah. uh, but he's going to keep playing. He's not retiring for that reason. He's going to... Keep playing. Gay. Oh, Anne Hathaway goes on a date with Tova Grace where she reveals, yep. actually, I, well, it's accidentally revealed that she has a phone sex operator because she just can't pass a call. Yeah. I don't know about you, but phone sex loyalty is very important to me. Like, if the chick I call up for the phone sex isn't available even once, <laughs> I 
I'm going to go elsewhere. She's dead to me. She's literally dead to me because yeah. I will do it myself. Um, <laughs> also, but- I like to wank very specifically at the beginning of the day, at sort of during <laughs> office hours and in the evenings around dinner time. Those are my chief wanking times. <laughs> Look, phone sex guys are demanding people, but yeah, you've got to appreciate that that professionalism. That commitment, right? It's pretty much the one box that needs to be ticked on my sheet, by which I mean my chest. I just walk up to Anne Hathaway and just dig it, dig a massive tick into the box in my chest. That's for you! Oh! <laughs> ah! yep. for Grace isn't happy with this. No, he's not. He's, he's um, from Indiana, and yeah. that's that. And so, um, therefore, he's obliged y- to be an absolute cock about it. Yeah, the young boy is miffed because the, oh, yeah. the flowers weren't delivered, because... Yeah. Um, who is it that rammed into the back of the van? Oh, uh, it was the sportsman. Oh, it was the sportsman. It? Yeah, yeah. He's he's let off the ticket because he's a sportsman. Yeah, and yeah. So the kids, the kids, miserable because he's never gonna love. Just can't love. Is the thing. No, he's physically unable to love. Um, sorry. Let's further the um. Oh fuck, Jennifer Garner story just a little bit so we can just do the conclusions yeah. on the next go. Um, she confronts the guy who's been. She finds out yeah. that actually Ashton Kutcher was telling the truth and confronts him at yeah. the restaurant in front of his wife. And sort of um, says some weird double entendres, which the staff of the ho- of the restaurant are totally fine with. Yeah, they let this happen. Too many Michelin stars. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Look, honestly, a restaurant's a restaurant. I'm just happy. <laughs> happy to, happy Mc- to be there. McDonald's, Ritz Hilton. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm just it glad to be out. It makes no fucking difference. I have no taste. Um, yeah. But... Oh, and Jessica Biel, still no one going to the party. She nope. meets... She meets Jamie Foxx, um, who wants to interview yeah. Eric Dane, the sportsman. And yeah. they have a bit of a... They're like, oh, you're a, you're a human of the opposite sex. Mm. Oh, and then and then Jessica Biel goes all hysterical and jams chocolates in her face because she's a bloody woman. Bloody woman at Valentine's oh, Day. Imagine being a woman and hysterical and not having chocolate. She sets up this party, you know, in order to, you know, just say, hey, we don't need men at Valentine's Day, but she really just wants a man. You know? She just really wants a big old man in her. Yeah. <sighs> Who doesn't, am I right? Well, all right, let's fucking conclude all of this. Every single one of them are going to f- wrap up. Uh, it's going to be like Return of the Fucking King. Fuck yo. yeah. Imagine a, fa- a fade to black after each one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you slipping in and out of consciousness. That's <laughs> what I had. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher ends up snogging with Jennifer Garner. And it's yeah, a bit it weird at first. Mate. Um, because of all the weird boundaries they've put up together because they're, you know, actually quite close friends. But eh, they're just going to work at bringing all those down yeah. so they can have a good old bone on. Yeah, on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's what's important, really. Julia Roberts, turns out, is coming home to visit her son. Oh, the son actually was trying to deliver parents to Jennifer Garner, which she thought was very sweet, but said, no, go have sex with that chick who's your own age. And he's like, okay. And he goes, yeah, on all right, that. then. Don't usually like girls my age. <laughs> it's a bumper night for him because in addition to having sex with a girl his age he gets home and his mum's there who's actually yeah. Jennifer Aniston no who is it Julia Roberts <laughs> whatever one, one of them. them the main one yeah to- oh Fox Fo- <laughs> which uh, I've rather amusingly written down as Fox TV oh mm-hmm. well he certainly Paul, tell does, me the Fox he news. certainly does have the values of Fox TV in his <laughs> yes, he does. commendatory um, <laughs> speech for the, the newly gay Eric Dane. Sean Jackson. Yeah. Sean Jackson. <laughs> yeah. He, um, yes. <laughs> with such supportive statements as, will there be more techno in the locker rooms? And I'm behind you, Sean. <laughs> Not literally. Oh, God, no. Not literally. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
This is a great joke. It won't it won't hurt anyone. <laughs> it's just painful banter. He's he's fine with it. It's fine. It's fine to make jokes about being gay as long as you're fine with it. And uh, as a reward, he hooks up with um, Jessica Biel. Someone. Jessica Who's... Biel on a green screen effect. Yeah. Who 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 Nailed really it. yeah really appreciates that kind of banter. She's bants me. Absolutely. Um, Anna Hathaway is gonna give Topher Grace a go. Yeah. Because even though he's um, sickeningly intolerant, he decides, hang on, it's actually your life. So you can probably do yeah. with it what you want. And I want to be a part of it. So I'm just going to yeah. accept this bit of you. And I, what was it he said? I love you in spite of the wrong things <laughs> or something yeah. like that? Oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be passive aggressive as fuck about this oh, throughout their relationship. Shit, he's, yeah. he's definitely going to commit to wearing her down. Be all kinds of abuse. Seven shades. <laughs> oh, you're going out to take another call, are you? Oh, you little whore. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, though. I'm not kidding, though. Emma Roberts decides not to have sex with... Alex. Um, with her her American yeah. Pie boyfriend. With her stifler. Which is also a storyline from American Pie. Oh, lovely. The Men of Safari and Chris Klein one. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, good stuff. So, f- forever written into that, that burlap sack in a river. Only when you're ready, folks. Although, if you haven't done it by the time you're 17, eh, that's not good, is it? Um... <laughs> you're gonna get a stern talking to you from jamie fox he will he's gonna come out and say fuck's wrong with you man <laughs> and he'll just give you a stare that'll make you bury yourself in the sand smack you upside the head oh no my head the upside of my head i just washed that a bit <laughs> there's a party there is a party where a whole bunch of jilted people show up and celebrate being jilted um Except for the person who hosted the bloody thing is going to go off and have a fox. Jilted no more. They, um, they absolutely ruin, yeah. fucking ruin an Indian couple's uh, wedding night, which is nice. They do, but a big fat Indian guy um, is about to make a move on Jennifer Garner, so it's all okay. Oh, they deserve it then. Yeah. Vi- aggression's too good for him. That's what I say. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. I think we're out, man. I think we're down to... We come to the, the last bit? Yes, the last bit. The bit where the... Sean Jackson, the now out-of-the-closet footballer, he is sitting in a chair, looking kind of dejected, when a man comes in through the door. Oh, probably his lover. And it's Bradley Cooper! Toe for grace. Oh. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Bradley Cooper ended up with Van Hathaway, and everyone just sort of nodded (laughs) like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, you're exactly right. It was Bradley Cooper. He puts his his hand on his face, and uh, there's some really lovely warmth there. Yeah. Sadie Doyle eats her own face. And yeah. that's the end of the movie. Romeo Midnight goes back to solving crimes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, so Paul, what did you make of all that? A lot of stuff. Shit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the worst of the trilogy. No, it wasn't. I think we can just immediately just say, you know, you came to this. It's got too many characters, not enough yeah. time spent on anything actually happening, some pretty offensive jokes. And the rest is just pretty underwhelming. That, I think, is just a given. Yeah. But yeah, it, it um, does. It was less offensive and annoying and long, it felt, than the other two. Yeah, it didn't have Gary Marshall's stank all over it. <laughs> it, was, it was as though he were a young director and this was his debut and he was only now fi- only like just finding his voice. A young director of 60. And, <laughs> yes, he was a sprightly young man, <laughs> full of vim. Kept tap dancing in between in between takes. He couldn't stop it. <laughs> Just showing off to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I've, I've seen you dance, Hathaway. <laughs> there are still moments like, you know, any time a character is foreign, they have to mention it in the first few lines. Yeah. Like he meets up with his um friend, his Mexican friend, 
um, Ashton Kutcher on the way out, and he just says, yeah. um, "Oh, well, you always think the worst." And the guy says, "I know, immigrant mentality, I guess." And it's like that's not a saying mm-hmm. anyone would say. <laughs> I've literally never heard anyone say that. I'm an immigrant, everyone. There's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's that. There's Ashton Kutcher's camp immigrant friend who's in who's in this the thing yeah. the the florist occasionally just yeah. there to be high pitched and and yeah. like spunky. What? You should speak English. I had to learn when I came. There's and that's, oh great. And there's the butt shots. There's... Yeah, there's the butt shots. There's the there's another woman hysterically cramming chocolate in her face. Oh yeah, that so is a thing. So she doesn't have a mental breakdown. I feel like you can play Day Trilogy Bingo because there are a few moments that are really come covered across the offensive immigrants, the camp gay yeah. guy, um, actors who can do better, of course. <laughs> yeah, Julia Roberts being overpaid. One of the men having lots of anonymous women after him. Like I can't remember who it was, but someone's yeah. on the beach and there's like three women there who are like, "Hi." That was Eric Dane. That was Eric Dane. Putting a guy inside of a hilarious pink thing. Um, in Mother's Day, it oh, was yeah. Um, yeah. a pink towel. Here, it's a pink caddy. <laughs> yep. Heterosexual man. God, imagine that. Seems in a hospital, weirdly. Yeah. Nuns. With Gary Marshall bedridden. <laughs> maybe, and maybe he just knows a lot of nuns. <laughs> One of the storylines revolving around celebrity culture and life. There are these common friends yes. between all three. And of course, the, the, like, the overarching one is the one of just giving false meaning to these holidays. Yes. There's all, all, all this chat about what Valentine's Day means to mm. everyone, and it's either the most important thing possible to the point where people are being rammed into these restaurants like cattle, yeah. or there are people just walking around going, I hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Nevertheless, and like no one talks like either of those. No one was having just a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like no. just absolutely dominated by this as a subject. But but it was all of these, but it was... It was less so. Like the, the the offensive jokes were like yeah. There weren't many offensive jokes that made me f- like feel quite so bad as ah oh, if you, if you're not gonna have that I'll tap that yeah. or you know disgusting weird guys weren't quite as disgusting and weird <laughs> yeah in this in this film it didn't feel like they were really going for that many jokes in this film either so it didn't like the the misses didn't clang so hard in my in my dark dank soul <laughs> yeah but it did have these wonderful like Gigli style monologues in there oh of god every character just holding forth on Valentine's Day and love it should have been a film it should have been called. I was going to say call it love, but that that name has since been tainted forever by Gaspar Noé. <laughs> but it should it should have been called something to the effect of a treatise on love. All these different characters like uh, meditating on love and talking mm. about love. Like Valentine's Day just seemed like just because he had the idea of making this day trilogy. Yeah, it kind of gave it unnecessary fluff to go along with what could have been an interesting look at love. I suppose. Yeah, I mean the tagline to the movie was first he brought you pretty woman and now. It's a day in the life of love. I don't know anything that this movie has to say about love itself. Like, oh, sometimes it's difficult, in it? But ultimately, it's the only thing that matters. That seems to be the end yeah. of that. And don't yeah. have sex too quick. Let's be clear on that. And... <laughs> Roll credits. Well, that was it. it was like, a day in the life of love. I mean, it wasn't that, was it? <laughs> That was somebody's idea at some point along the way, but in the end, it just be- ended up being a film about Valentine's Day that yeah. it didn't even feel like Gary Marshall really has any investment in it. Mm. He was just like, oh, I guess I'll do this now. You, you can see the attempt to like, okay, we'll, te- we'll pick up love at each different phase. We'll have young love. We'll have the two tailors. Mm. You know, young love, where they're just obsessed with each other and stuff like that. But the thing to say there is it can feel really important, but often ends kind of just 
because it's not so real as you think it is. So that's the thing to say there, which mm. doesn't happen. There's no permanent yeah. breakups in this unless it's to do with an affair. And yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, you have old love where it's like, you know, dealing with each other, where surely the biggest obstacle is just fucking dealing with each other after 50 years of getting to know yeah. each other's shit. But no, instead, oh, you know that everyday occurrence when you've been in love for a while where you find out your wife had an affair 50 years ago with your yeah. business partner? That everyday occurrence. Like, <laughs> it's not a mediation on what it's like to have been in love for so long. It's surprising nobody to say that this is completely without content. Yeah. This takes having a thin concept and fucking runs with it. Yeah. Wins the marathon with that concept. Julia Roberts and, and Bradley Cooper literally have 10 lines between them. <laughs> it starts with him trying to get her attention and she's very not into it. Yeah. And then it cuts. And then 20 minutes, 25 minutes later, we get the next scene with them. Yeah. And they're laughing and like joking like they're old friends. <laughs> And and it's like, I'd have loved to have seen the conversation that got you to that point. I think... Because then I might have been on, on board with you. I think that's partly down to Julia Roberts not being very good in it. Because I think... I got I got the same as you. I got, if you say another fucking word to me, I will kill you with the training I've clearly had. <laughs> like, that was the vibe yeah. she was putting off to Bradley Cooper. But I think it was meant to be just sort of... She's amused, but not really engaging. Because at the end of that scene, she does smile at something he does. But... Like, I got nothing but frost off of her. The ending where she's at the airport and she can't get home, so he gives him, he gives her his, like, nice chauffeur-driven yeah. car. It's a really sweet gesture, it and it's a really nice moment, but, like, they've had... It was like, well, why? There's just... I don't <laughs> believe these characters. And it's like with Taylor Lord, the two Taylors, mm. um, whom... I mean, we have to share that IMDb <laughs> <laughs> trivia. Oh, man. Um, let me... So the IMDb trivia for this is Taylor Swift, here seen dating Taylor Lautner, met on set. <laughs> now, the thing about just... a parenthetical clause is, <laughs> a predicate clause, sorry, is that you need to be able to take the commered thing out and it's still a <laughs> sentence. It needs to, like, it depends on words is the issue. <laughs> the words have to work. <laughs> yeah, it's just, sorry, it's just, sorry, it's just the way it goes. But the two Taylors, their storyline is these two people are in love. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And that's it. It's, they, they, they have a couple of scenes where you think, oh, they're going to have an argument or a misunderstanding or something. No, it yeah. just ends with them being in love, which in a way is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like Jim Jim Broadbent and Ruth Ruth Sheen, just this like lovely couple who just love each other no matter what. Yeah. And it's, it could, that could have been nice. But again, like we, we saw three minutes of them. Yeah. And there was just absolutely nothing. And, Ta and Taylor Swift's character, I mean, I know she was meant to be annoying, but she was created solely to... to break my soul <laughs> she was the most annoying character in the, in the in the movie for me so my boyfriend texted me this morning and he was like look outside your door <laughs> and but you know i look outside my door and my boyfriend's nowhere to be found right but there's like this giant white bear, bear. yeah the bear's there on the ground oh he's a cat yeah isn't that like the sweetest thing ever ever and ever she was pretty and the fact bad that it was intentional in didn't make it easy the performance I, I, was pretty either bad. that or she's a fucking genius and she knows exactly <laughs> how to play the most annoying person in existence like elizabeth olsen and ingrid goes west i don't <laughs> i'm not sure i think there's a convincing way of pulling off incredibly annoying mm -hmm. um uh, the film is also deeply hypocritical again uh like the previous ones yeah. um because it has a message of it's okay to be gay um whilst also deriving humor from gay stereotypes yes and it has yes. this message of it's okay to be a sex worker whilst also sort of deriving humor from the awkwardness of 
Anne Hathaway, and the, the very nature of Anne Hathaway being a sex worker, a um, yeah. phone sex operator, it's like, <laughs> let's, you know, respect these things, but also just completely laugh at them because they're ridiculous and not normal. There's so many sort of reconciliation moments that just don't ring true. It's flimsy whimsy, isn't it? It really is. It is that. <laughs> that is going to be my next tattoo. <laughs> it's going to be the new theme tune for this show. Oh, no. That's the best phrase I've ever said. <laughs> well, Paul. TMTM. Speaking of theme tunes, it's time for the Parents Advisory Board. Play that jingle. There it is. So, under sex and nudity, a woman catches her teenage daughter's boyfriend naked in her daughter's room. As he runs away, you can see his butt. Oh. <laughs> I just really enjoy the language there. The... You can see his butt. <laughs> you see that juicy boy butt me. <laughs> Which is which is different to a woman's butt. Yes, because it's you funny. Can see as many of see as many of those as you like. That's funny. Not that's sexy. where the sweet spot is. <laughs> yeah, a man butt. That's rude though. Frightening and intense scenes. There are hardly any of these. <laughs> <laughs> hardly any. Huh. Ah, oh, thanks for keeping us safe, parents. It's the end of that. <laughs> Basically, shit. Okay, let's quick fire. Quick fire. I really like the opening shot with uh, Ashton Kutcher trying to wake up Jessica Alba hmm. she, when she's sleeping with a phone in her hand, I guess because she's got the alarm under the pillow. Ah. He very slowly twists, twists it round and uh, I think he takes it out of her hand, but it's like practiced, like he's done it a lot or he's used <laughs> to her doing that. Right. Just like he's, he's used to her hair drying and brushing <laughs> her teeth and tweezing her eyebrows at three in the morning, <laughs> sobbing, but not awake. <laughs> Before that shot... There is some interesting truck choreography. A bunch of, uh, I think, delivery vans. Might have been garbage trucks. I don't know. They um, mm. pull into a street and all go into these different driveways in a really choreographed way. And that was quite cool. There's a scene, I think, as Jamie Foxx is going through the <clears throat> TV studio, there's a tap dancing weather girl, which yes. is very Mel Brooks, I thought. I like that, but um, then they reference it. Like He's like, um, what's going on? And yeah. he's like, oh, the people wanted it no 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 not that but it's like we didn't need a reference her tap dancing yeah yeah it's it's the same as i can't believe i'm saying this to a clown yeah Yeah, it's just never happy just to let a joke go yeah imagine if we did that how long this episode would be (laughs) oh uh bradley cooper looks great in his little waistcoat oh fuck yeah fuck yeah made for it he's poured into that suit when Anne Hathaway's round Topher Grace's um, in his lovely apartment, mm. she realizes the time and she goes, oh, "Is that the time?" And Topher Grace looks and goes, "No, it's three minutes fast. I don't like being late." <laughs> and that was cool. It's <laughs> good. Um, um, yeah, I quite like her trying to find a quiet place to do some dirty talk. The first time it happens. Yes, her, that was my next. Yeah, next one actually. Her on yeah. her moped, like trying to find somewhere, and people just keep coming out because. I find it very relatable because I do a lot of my dirty talk in public. Well, you are the most sought-after cellular rent boy in all of London. <laughs> I sure am. Five pounds um, an hour. Yeah, I, I like to... Ca- hour? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else did I do today? Uh... <laughs> oh, I went to see Black Panther. Yep. Then I just jiggled me balls um, around all yeah. day long. <laughs> God, he's just so bloody good at it, is the thing. <laughs> There was a good one as Jennifer Garner was coming into the florist. Mm. Lots of like activity going on around her as she goes through Ooh. having a conversation with someone. Got to have that. Oh yeah, there's a line where um he talks uh, the gra- the grandpa's talking about the pretty girl uh, that he knew, and uh, the son says, "Oh, so wait, the pretty girl was grandma," and he corrects him, "The pretty girl is grandma." I thought oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's sweet and smooth. 
<laughs> the kid actually went, fuck yeah, after he said it. Granddad, you fucking legend. <laughs> he put a fist, his fist out for a fist bump, but the grandpa got confused <laughs> and phoned the police. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old-timey racist. <laughs> I thought Jessica Alba was going to be the adulterer. Um, ah. Turned out to be the doctor, so that was good. <laughs> Jessica Biel is introduced to us on a running machine, um, and she then gets a phone call and very awkwardly has to get off of the running machine and um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was an excellent bit of physical comedy. Yeah, she's she she lends herself to that as she's proven elsewhere. I think as does as has Garner. Um, yes, I think yeah. Actually, let me. I'll blur this into two. Um, seeing the two Jens together. Um, yep. Garner and uh, no, it's Jessica, isn't it? Jess and Jen. Seeing Jess and Jen together. Um, I was just like, yeah. why haven't I seen like a buddy cop movie with you two? <laughs> like an action double-hander with Beale and Gardner. Why hasn't this happened? Oh, man. Can we get Rush Hour 5? <laughs> can, uh, one of them might have to do an offensive accent. One of them's going to have to do a, <laughs> an offensive Chinese accent. Bo- yeah. Actually, both of them are going to have to do an offensive accent. So, <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Look, I haven't thought this through. <laughs> I'm up for it. Demolition Man? No. <laughs> um, well, any of the Money Trap? No. not offensive. No, none of them. White men can't. <laughs> White men can't Jessica Biel. <laughs> hey, do you know what, Paul? Hmm? Taylor Lautner was athletic again. Oh, God. It's it's like, I feel bad because maybe he doesn't appreciate his own charm and his own like screen presence. And therefore he says, no, no, no. I've got to do like some acrobatics. Otherwise people won't like the fact that I'm here. I've got to earn my place in this movie. So let me jump over yeah. some stuff. Taylor Lautner's got all the makings of like he could become he could become a good action star if he was just mm. treated right. Yeah, he's he's a dancer, he's a martial artist. He he would be a good fight man. I feel like he's kind of become Jedward in as much as he was in the Twilight movies, and now like everything he appears in, the joke has to be, "Look, it's Taylor Lautner." <laughs> Remember yeah, the shit Twilight films. <laughs> I feel like that's the way Sandler's <laughs> using him, and it's it's not yeah, fair in his face. And it just, I just feel like like in an there's a, there's an there's an alternate reality somewhere where he is where he did get the right roles, and he like somebody made use of his athleticism and his ability to actually fight, and maybe he could have been a like like a cool Western action star where you know we could shoot fight scenes where we didn't have to cut on every impact. Yeah, but well, I guess you know in an alternate reality, there's. I, I'm in that position, so <laughs> you know, Absolutely. depends where, what you subscribe to philosophically. <laughs> oh, um, when Alex is caught um, naked in the room, he's shouting <laughs> all the time, and I don't know yeah. why, but this made me laugh. Uh, the fact that he's, uh, I'm okay. so sorry. Oh God, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> why are you shouting? <laughs> and um, when he gets out to the car, yeah. he, uh, his girlfriend asks. He says that he was rehearsing something. And his girlfriend says, yeah. um, "Did she buy it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think my fear made me convincing." That was that was good. And actually, um, my next thing was going to be, um, he's he's practicing the song, and it's this crap song, and yeah. it's like, "Bring, bring, 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 bring," and um, <laughs> and he gets caught, and he goes out to the car, and he's like, "Look, I was practicing a song. Do you want to hear it?" And then bef- you hear "Bring, bring," just before the, the it cuts <laughs> to the next scene, and it it cuts very very well. That's good. I didn't notice that. Um, I quite like Anne Hathaway's sex talk. <laughs> um, it's difficult because it needs to be unerotic, otherwise it's going to be weird for the audience. But yes. it, it needs to be humorous, 
And so she does things like a yeah. Russian accent. Pink is you have, and I will beat it with my crop until you submit to me, you filthy peasant. I will beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it. It's entertaining, and it's kind of fun that she was up for doing that. I loved Roberts, Julia Roberts's first line when um, Bradley Cooper's trying to open the window. Julia Roberts is sleeping on his shoulder, a stranger, and he's trying to un- like open the window with a foot. And she kind of snaps awake with a kind of, what are you doing? Mm. It was pretty intense. And it was a really good en- like entrance to the film. <laughs> well, that's cool. I like the fact that when Queen Latifah complains that there's some guy asking for whipping or some sort of sexual thing on the phone, um, mm. Anne Halfway just sort of lets it lets a beat happen and then says, okay, I'll take care of that. Very good. For all the like the, the the making a point of immigrants and things in the film, there's uh, like a, a an Eastern European man comes in. Oh yeah, and is is trying to he's struggling to water flowers with somebody. And Ashton Kutcher says, "Does anyone speak English with a Bulgarian accent?" And somebody goes, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> you go on and bowdlerize." And that was that was a good. That's a pretty good exchange. Oh, this one's gonna piss you off. Hey, I found it fake. I found it quite amusing. Um, Taylor Swift's terrible dancing. That she does for the um, yeah. for the news report, which I'm sure is one of many bits of Taylor Swiftage that uh, irritated you immensely. But I quite liked how awful the dance actually was that she did. No, no, I mean don't don't get it twisted, uh, young salt. I oh. she annoyed me, but I felt like it was intentional. Ah, this was so, like her playing an annoying person. Yeah, she's she's a master. <laughs> she is. Um, I, I I quite like the Ramden restaurant that Topher Grace and Anne Hathaway. Yes. <laughs> go to um they've they've crammed as many fucking bodies into this room as possible i can relate to that sat next to each in yeah. london <laughs> yeah uh, i hate it it's amazing over here <laughs> got so much space <laughs> I, I can i can just shout and spin and wave my willy around however i want and no one cares <laughs> when the seating arrangement is like that you're just sat with other people it's just like here you yeah. go here's a couple to sit with yeah yes There's, it's uh yeah and or, or, all, all the horrible people on either side were just yeah. just making that experience so much worse for everyone. <laughs> Me and Topher. Oh. And we're such nice people, is the thing. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I really liked the terrible waiter <laughs> in that. Not terrible, but like the really mean waiter. Would you like the four-course sweethearts menu or the eight-course eternal love? Whoa, slow down. <laughs> is there like a one-course uh, only dating for two weeks, but it looks promising option? <laughs> because... It's, it's, I, I, I'm kidding. I realize that, sir. I'll come back when you're serious. Oh, I feel bad. I feel yeah, like I've Christ. wasted this man's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, we all have. <laughs> the airport desk guy, oversized baggage man. Oh, yeah. Now it's a matched set. Now look, buddy, I'm 52 and I'm wearing a bright blue shirt to work. Please don't make me madder than I am. I thought I thought he was going to be annoying, and then he turned out to be quite likable. Yeah. I think so. I thought he was going to be a Gary Marshall character, and he was only <laughs> half of one. Yeah, he was fine. We have Garner at the restaurant, and she has the bat, um, and she's yes, able to do some pretty sweet twirls with that bat. <laughs> I have written Jennifer Garner twirls a bat like a badass. Yeah, she does. So, the granddad, um, his reaction to his granddaughter wanting to have sex, I thought was quite cute and funny. It was a very like a very like suppressed cough, and like his elbow slipped a bit off the table, but <laughs> only ever so slightly. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, there's a level of subtlety that's altogether missing from <laughs> the rest of the trilogy. Their reaction to that was fairly realistic of just... um, Yeah. They, they're they not going to just say, that's disgusting. 
But instead, they're going to say, yeah. oh, no, back in our day, uh, yeah, we weren't as promiscuous as I guess you are now. Um, yeah. Yeah, we actually had respect for each other. Like, you could tell he was <laughs> thinking the, all the things. All the things he was thinking. Yeah. But he, uh, he wasn't going to say it because, you know, he's a grandpa and he knows times have changed. You don't approve of it, though. I really like Julia Roberts' laugh in this. Hmm. She had a great, like, <laughs> robust laugh. Yeah. That, that she bust out at one point. <laughs> and, uh, she has that laugh. Said, she has it from said, Pretty Woman. Yeah. That's where she got it. Oh, oh, from Gary Marshall for her birthday. Yeah. That was what was in the box that Richard Gere opened. It was a new laugh for her. And then he Fuck. snapped it shut and she was like... Ah! <laughs> 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 wow. That was her old laugh. She put that <laughs> <in>. <laughs> It was a proper Sid James style. <laughs> cackle that she used to have you can see it in her early stuff <laughs> she was christopher lambert as well i can't remember the exact nature of the exchange but halfway and grace are together and one of them says um i also really like uh makeup sex and halfway says yay in a really cute way yeah oh that's sweet which i enjoyed my final one mm. is um i thought that emma roberts uh julie roberts niece emma, yeah yeah or something like that. Um, I she so. had a real Anna Kendrick kind of mm. magic going on. Good stuff. And thought she was pretty good. Cool. Uh, my yeah. final good thing, and I think the the thing that actually warranted an emotional reaction from me, I don't think we mentioned the guy playing the footballer who comes out isn't very good. He's um nah. He's pretty stilted in a lot of his scenes. But when he actually comes out in the press conference, it was like, yeah. holy shit, I didn't see that coming. I didn't realize that's what this yeah. is all about. I thought it was just a completely nothing Gary Marshall storyline where he's just retiring and doesn't know yeah. why and there's nothing to it but his reveal that he's actually gay and has been feeling a little bit of you know incongru- incongruity between his sexuality and the nature of the sports that he's in but he's committed to actually making it work and continuing to play that's good yeah it's very good and, yeah. and he wasn't a cliche because he wasn't anything <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like you know mm, a gary marshall gay character yeah. the actual reveal that Bradley Cooper was his boyfriend because Bradley Cooper also not a cliche and it subverted my expectation that somehow Roberts and Cooper were just going to end up together somehow even yeah. though they've barely known each other you know it's it's it was lovely all good yeah yeah really nice and actually when Bradley Cooper takes um Dane, Eric Dane yeah it takes his um face in his hand there was like real affection mm. in his in both of their faces yeah absolutely and it felt yeah it was actually it was actually a genuinely nice moment yeah Seven minute love scene, so, yeah, went on a bit, but you know, yeah. I, I appreciated it. <laughs> I mean, when the music cuts out about halfway through, <laughs> it's just grunting. It's a little they've <laughs> run out of license money for the music, <laughs> but it just carries on for another three and a half minutes. That was an interesting That's... choice. Did we get anything from the OG team? No, not sausage. Good stuff. I am. I imagine no one's seen it. <laughs> well, otherwise, at least somebody would have said it ends. Yeah, but like two and a half million dollars worth of people saw it. Two and a half, twenty and a half. I don't know what this movie made. Uh, I don't fucking know. know. What what am I, an accountant? (laughs) What am I, Julia Roberts' accountant? (laughs) Can I be? (laughs) Sounds great. Oh man, we're 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 still in that little bit of a bubble. I think we've got to we've got to we've got to branch out. And if you're listening and you have seen Valentine's Day and you thought, oh, I could have I could have said something. I could have been on OGT Pod like uh, (laughs) like I've always dreamed. then check on twitter next time yeah (laughs) thanks champ (laughs) come on you can you can do it you could be on you could be on this show in the ears of many people (laughs) oh god let's let's do the one better thing 
the one better thing. Where this all kicked off for me, if we're talking about a film about love set on a public holiday but doesn't get stupidly sentimental over it, and when it does, it kind of pokes fun at fun at it in a wittier way than just I hate blart. Yeah. But it's actually a very entertaining and funny film about love. <laughs> I was about to say in all its forms, but unfortunately that's not correct. However, there are some nice creepers in there played for romantic effect for good measure. Yay. But we should be talking about love actually. Yeah. Nine intertwined stories that look at how love connects, separates, confounds, cuts through us all, whether you're in love or not. Similarly big cast including Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, mm. Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, Billy Bob Thornton, Bill Nye, Colin Firth, Martin Freeman, Joanna Page, Chua Tel Ejiofor, mm. Andrew Lincoln, Kira Knightley, Martin McCutcheon, if for the British fans who grew up in the 90s. <laughs> it's funny. It's cute. I don't think it makes any grand discoveries, but it's a thoroughly watchable and rewatchable rom-com. Um, every scene's so well written and you get a feel for the characters almost immediately. Mm. You like most of them and I don't remember a joke that made me feel bad and sad inside. Plus, by being about love, it still manages to touch on that existential pain it causes all of us at one point in our lives, which I think is a testament to its heart rather than its wit, but no less a reason to not watch it right now, next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. And it's hard to say why love actually makes it work. And I think it's because it knows which storylines need to be brief and which ones need to be longer. Like, at no point does yes. it feel rushed. I don't feel like we didn't see enough yeah. of Alan Rickman and his wife or enough of Colin Firth, yeah. you know, falling in love with his maid. You know, but yeah. we definitely it, saw just enough of the guy from my family trying to move to America to seduce exactly. a bunch of women. Like that, that was okay yes. to be like three scenes, and it was a lot more ble- believable. And it wasn't going for like the slapstick comedy laughs that, yeah, that the day trilogy was going for, but in a really weird way. And it didn't reduce people to stereotypes either. <laughs> again, which is again, which is where Valentine's Day did its best work, mm. not reducing the two gay characters to stereotypes. Yeah. Okay. I think ultimately for me, I just had trouble relating to the Valentine's Day as depicted in Valentine's Day. Um, unrelated to that sentence, mm. my one better thing is the 1981 slasher <laughs> film, My Bloody Valentine. Yay! <laughs> Predictable pool. 20 years ago, there was a terrible disaster at the old mine uh, because the watchman had mitched off to a Valentine's Day dance. One miner survived, eating his fellow miners. One year later... So 19 years ago now, uh, he came back to town and killed the people who left him to die, leaving a terrible warning. Never hold another Valentine's Day dance or incur my murderous pickaxe-related wrath. Uh, so it's like Footloose, <laughs> only without Kevin Bacon and with pickaxe murders. But in, other than that, exactly like Footloose. <laughs> um, it's scarier than Valentine's Day. It's got better gore effects than Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, it's actually more romantic and human. There's a really sweet scene at the beginning where the present-day 1981 miners get off work and meet up with their girls, and it's sweet. It's sweet mm. because they all look and act like actual real people uh, that the director may have just found in a Midwestern town and been like, hey, want to get murdered with a pickaxe? Yeah. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> well, it beats the roller derby again. And there's actually a forlorn love triangle at the centre of it, which is actually pretty affecting. All three people just kind of want to move on with their lives, but the emotions are sort of all jamming them up. You know, those emotions that confound Gary Marshall. I've forgotten. <laughs> it's a really well-made slasher movie. It's beautifully filmed. with some really great moody shots of, you know, backlit mm-hmm. smoke <clears throat> effects uh, with some really grisly kills. Got an old lady in a tumble dryer. Oh, pickaxe upside the head, making a guy's eye pop out. Oh, lovely. Yeah, good stuff. But it also has some actual heart in addition to the ones made out of latex. So... Yeah, I really recommend My Bloody Valentine's Day. Obviously the 1981 original, not the 2009 remake. Idiots. Get out of here. If you thought that, go on. 
But if not, that was the one better thing. <laughs> that was the one better thing. The one better thing. Ah, well, thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to our festive podcast about love. If you loved this episode and you haven't already subscribed, do that. We've covered the rest of the Marshall Day trilogy and you can find those in our backlog at episodes 52 for New Year's Eve and all the way back to episode 13 for Mother's Day. It's always there for us. You can, good old Gary. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at OGTpod and, face, and facebook.com forward slash OGTpod. Send us an email, any questions, revisions, dreams of shame concocted in the night to OGTpod at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher and all good podcast places. And now... In the next couple of weeks, we will be making the transition from our current podcast host, uh, Buzzsprout, to Podbean. Mm. So if anyone is currently listening to us through Buzzsprout, it'll be time to make the shift between this episode and the next. Uh, Podbean has its own app and a whole bunch of other features, as well as making it really easy for us to get our episodes up on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for sticking with us while we do this. I didn't actually realise we had so many people listening through Buzzsprout, so it really means a lot. Mm. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, but that will be happening over the next couple of weeks, Mm. so thanks again for sticking with us. Anyway, if you love this episode and can't wait to take our podcast out on an uncomfortable Valentine's Day date with Topher Grace, (laughs) tell a couple of friends. Laugh extra hard on the tube so the person sitting next to you asks you what you're listening to. Strike up a conversation about the poor boys. He or she's playing with their hair. They totally want you and think you're the coolest thing since sliced ham. Next thing you know, bam, she's pregnant. Oh, fuck. You fucked it up. Yeah. Wear a condom, yeah? Jesus, man. Fucking idiot. It's a warning, dipshit. Just ruined three lives. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day, you schmucks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Yes! So, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Valentine's Day is when two people we knew next to nothing about finally found each other. Why